begin. Good evening and welcome to the regular meeting of the Sausalito Historical Preservation Commission for March 16th, 2023. We have a quorum, but uh, Director Phipps, would you call roll for us, please? Certainly, thank you, Chair Nichols. And good evening, commissioners, staff, members of the public. Um, this evening's meeting is a special meeting in the sense that it represents the first regular meeting of the Historic Preservation Commission following the governor's office's rescinding of the state of emergency for COVID-19. So with that in mind, it is great to be here in Sausalito City Council Chamber at 420 Litho Street and great to see you all in person, commissioners, um, with <laughs> following a number of virtual meetings. So with that said, members of the public are still able to access this meeting and provide public comment through Zoom. And with that, I will move to call roll. Commissioner Berkowitz. Vice Chair Newman. Here. Chair Nichols. Sorry. Should I, should I uh, recall roll? Could you hear him? Yeah, yes. I'm sorry, I didn't see that as... Oh, no, 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 yeah, no problem. Pardon me. Uh, Chair Nichols. Yes, here. We have a chief quorum. Okay, thank you. Um, first item on our agenda is approval of the agenda. We only have one business item tonight, which is, uh, sorry, 666 Bridgeway. And I'd uh, entertain a motion for approval of the agenda. Okay, you want to make a motion? I'll make a motion to approve six six six. As it's listed on the agenda, right? We're not. We haven't done the. We haven't done the project yet. Uh, second. Thank you. Do we? Since we're not COVID, we don't have to do roll call, right? You can um, do a roll call by I, I, I or nay. Right. We don't have to be called in. Correct. Early. Okay. And then, do you call? Can I call it? You may call it, sure. Okay. All in favor? Aye. 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 Anybody opposed? Any abstentions? The ayes have it. Thank you. Okay, next item on the agenda is approval of the minutes. Chair, um, we do not have minutes associated with this agenda. We received the finalized minutes um, following the 72-hour posting deadline. So we will bring you multiple minutes at the next HPC hearing. Thank you for that. Um, I looked a couple times through there and I thought, did I miss these? I didn't see any. Okay, thank you. Um, so moving on to the next item, this is time for the public to speak on any item other than what is on the agenda. And you would have three minutes. Um, and I think Brandon can give some instructions if there's anybody on Zoom that would like to make a comment that's not on the agenda, meaning it's not related to 666 Bridgeway. Thank you, Chair. Video or audio public participation is limited to three minutes per speaker. If you would like to make a comment in person, please fill out a speaker card and bring it to staff so we can call on you when it is your time to speak. Alternatively, as I'm not seeing a particularly full house, please raise your hand and we will invite you to provide comment. If you'd like to make a comment virtually in the Zoom application, please raise your hand and you will be called upon when it is your time to speak. To raise your hand from a phone, press star nine. Each speaker will be notified when their time has elapsed. Um, Chair, I am looking to the audience for raised hands. 
Seeing none. Looking to the Zoom application for raised hands. Seeing none. Great. Thank you. Uh, I will close public comment then. And we will move on. Before we do, do we have just routinely we ask, is there any ex parte communications? We may not have any. This is communication. None for Nate. None for David. None for myself. Okay, thank you. First business item is 666 Bridgeway. And I believe Kristen, our planner, is going to give us a staff report. Nice, nice to see you. Yeah. Sorry. To rehabilitate and renovate the ground floor of the front facade of the building at 666 Bridgeway. The scope of work includes replacing dilapidated <clears throat> tiles above and below the display windows with new painted wood panels in keeping with the wood paneling detailing on the projecting bay window above on the second floor. New paint and shades of white. Uh, the brickwork is to remain unpainted. Installation of new awning and installation of new business signage. Mr. Hadari has prepared a certificate of appropriateness application for your consideration, which was attached to the staff report. Uh, constructed in 1897, the subject two-story mixed-use building is located in the downtown historic overlay district, somewhat centrally located near the Princess Avenue intersection. It's a contributing building to the historic downtown district. <clears throat> It's listed on the California State Office of Historic Preservation's National Register, and it's eligible for National Register listing federally. Based on a review of the limited history, um, I can find in our digital records, I figured that the tile work and the newer door fronts that are the retail storefronts that are on this facade were probably installed sometime in the late 1970s. Staff requested a preliminary review of the application by our uh, historic architect, Jerry Halan and Associates. She determined that the work as proposed is in compliance with the Secretary of the Interior Standards. And she further noted that the work does not remove any historic material, nor does it add speculative features, which is really important for the findings. She also noted the new materials are distinct from and sympathetic with the historic resource. So although they're sympathetic, you can still identify them based on their era construction is being done at a later time. <clears throat> based on the review and written opinion of the city's consulting historic architect, staff is supportive of the proposed application. The, the new materials are attractive, more appropriate with the historic resource, and determined to be in conformance with the Secretary of the Interior Standards. In addition, staff generally finds that the proposed blade sign and awning at the front are also in keeping um, incompatible with the historic resource. However, I did note two minor little items uh, on those two last features. One is that the blade sign is six inches too large. It projects to six inches too far based on the specificity of our sign ordinance. So that won't cause any major change. I just wanted to note that. And also um, that the awning is a bit of a modern design. And I had suggested and gave you a picture of an example of a more historic facade of an awning. This one will have open sides, which is really good. We want to see the under paneling that he's reinstalling above the storefront windows. 
but the it's really the scallop work I'm after when I showed you that historic um, photo of an awning that gives it a little bit more of that historic flavor. It's it's just a suggestion. I don't think that it makes or breaks this project or does or changes any of the findings with regard to um, the resolution. So because of my recommendation, I did prepare the resolution findings of approval for you as Exhibit C, I believe. Uh, at this point, staff recommends that you hold the public hearing after taking the plans, all oral and written information into consideration, make a motion to the Planning Commission regarding the Certificate of Appropriateness. And that concludes my report. Mm -hmm. Yes, I do. The brickwork on the uh, facade of this building is deteriorating. Um, is the proponent for this following the Secretary of Interior standards, which would be to restore the masonry, uh, including tuck pointing of the building? Is that included in this or not? That extent of work is not included. It's largely on the second floor and the applicant is really focused on renovating the storefront retail facade. Um, if we want to investigate our historic ordinance a little more and see if we can encourage the property owner to better maintain his building, I'd be happy to look into that. Uh, uh, yes, I would, uh, because tuck pointing of this building could make a significant change if the mortar color, mm -hmm. for example, were changed mm -hmm. on the building and would make it look, could easily make it look significantly different than it does today or potentially as it did in its original state. So I think that is a really significant question related to the facade. Okay, noted. Thank you. So can I just ask for clarification? My understanding is that brickwork is not in the scope of this project. It's not. Okay. But we can investigate whether we can send some kind of a notice to the property owner to um, better maintain the historic facade. I think there might be some maintenance provisions in your code. I'll look. And I think the lower, frankly, the lower area has been more... Um, obviously out of repair. I hear your comments, but this is the oldest brick building in Sausalito. We take the kids here, there's a plaque. So the bricks are old and I'm not aware what can be done, but that's a good point. If there's some way to do some preservation or something. I frankly don't know how you could prove the facade without understanding what was going to be done to the masonry. Can you confirm that there are they going to involve any of the masonry in this work? No, they're, they're only proposing to remodel the storefront on the ground floor. Uh, I'm not certain that we can actually require this particular retail establishment to take on the burden of tackling the, the property owner's responsibilities for brickwork. We can also talk to the applicant and ask him about the scope, more the scope of his job. Okay. Because if you look at the photo that I took yesterday, this is 
And Vice Chair, I very much appreciate your comments. Um, just to make sure that we're catching it on the Zoom application and the stream, um, could you make sure to turn on your microphone? I'm sorry, I'm not following you on that. There's a little... Oh, it's on. Okay. In that case, I was getting some, some comments from the Marin TV staff that they weren't picking it up. So maybe if, if you could just move it maybe a little bit closer. We, we just want to make sure that what's communicated is, is able to be heard by the community. That's, I think that that would fix it. mic on yeah. and you're saying I'm not close enough is that what you're saying Th that's what I had heard from okay we're, yeah well, it sounds good now <clears throat> I'm saying that from the photo that's been shared publicly as well as with the commission uh, that the upper area on the facade not this photograph uh, but the photograph that I took yesterday clearly shows that part of the parapet has been repointed, the brick repointed, and is a darker red than the rest of the facade. And the rest of the facade, I would say, as an architect and an experienced preservation architect, is in desperate need of repointing. And that will change, or could change, I easily the color of the building in terms of the brick area. And therefore, I don't think we have an adequate explanation of what this is really going to look like either next week or next year. And I, okay, I'll stop. On. Can I ask for clarification? The applicant is not proposing to alter the brickwork at all. So. Sorry, but I can't hear you. Oh. I said, I, I was asking for a point of clarification. Since the applicant is not proposing to alter the brickwork, I'm a little confused why you think we don't know what it will look like in the future. Because I don't think this complies with the Secretary of Interior standards unless there is a, a plan, an understood plan for maintenance of this building that could affect its appearance. I understand your concerns, but I, I think that you're stretching the Secretary of the Interior Standards a bit here since the applicant isn't the property owner and is not the second story tenant as well. And they have limited the scope of work to what is a really appropriate rehabilitation of the ground story. Well, I would disagree with you. Okay. Are there any other comments to staff before we invite the applicant to speak with us? Yes, I have another significant comment. Okay, a question at this point. <laughs> yes, a question. 
the question is about the facades other than the frontal facade of this building. The building is considered as part of the Secretary of Interior Standards as an entire building. Mm -hmm. And we do not have an understanding of, for example, what the north facade of this building would be. Although we have an example of what is proposed for the south facade, I don't see how we can accept the idea that this is compliant with the Secretary of Interior Standards without an understanding of how the entire building exterior shell, as well as interior significant features, is going to be treated in this. And, and I think we're lacking information, serious information, actually. Well, I guess it depends on whether we're doing rehabilitation or restoration. Rehabilitation is more flexible and restoration is much more exacting. But also, the primary elevation of this building is the front facade. The rear facade is not visible to the public and the applicant hasn't proposed any alterations to it. If he was proposing alterations to it, they would be in the plans. So you can work this argument both ways. We would not be issuing permits that altered the back of the building. Well, I might agree with you. We just had a significant discussion over the last couple of meetings about the rear facade of the adjacent building. And I would not totally agree with you about that. And I certainly don't agree with you related to the south and north elevations of this building, which are very visible. And in fact, if you would show the photo I took yesterday <laughs> from the primary point of arrival for many people in Sausalito, the pink area is what they see, mm -hmm. okay? And this is Princess Street at Bridge, Bridgeway. And I think ignoring that in terms of the assessment of this building is <laughs> inappropriate. So are you suggesting that because it's not identified on the applicant's plan to remodel the front facade that something could happen on this elevation then under this permit? Because it's not in the scope of work. So again, I wouldn't be issuing a permit to alter it. Yes, I'm suggesting that indeed. Okay. Thank you. <clears throat> so I'd, I'd like to ask two questions, and I do want to hear from the applicant on this too. But in one of the, the images, you've got signage on that south wall, on the pink wall. I know I saw it somewhere. Is this is a question for the applicant. I can switch. Well, I think they're your photos. So are they from the staff? Which photos? There was a photo that had the um, business name on the south wall. I have it here, Chair. Yeah. Is that? No, that is the applicants. I have no That's detail the of that. name, is it not? Yes, it, I think it is. I'm reading it from an oblique angle. It, it is, correct. So I'd just like to ask about that because I didn't see that in the narrative. If you don't know anything, I'll ask the applicant. You need to ask the applicant. I missed that. And okay. David's point is now well taken. Okay. Um, any other questions? We'll have the applicant come up. Okay. Thank you. Um, I'm going to assume you're the applicant being our only guest here. 
You'll have 15 minutes to go over your project. We may have some questions for you if you need the 15. Uh, if you can reserve some time and maybe want to make some rebuttal to our comments, if you like. So you don't have to take the whole 15 or. Um, thank you. Um, and thank you for all the hard work that's been done. We've been, it's my Wednesdays are spending time here trying to figure what we can do. Um, uh, my client, Amur Rex, is a retail uh, uh, woman's apparel, clothing, accessories. Uh, we are about to sign a lease. It's being negotiated right now. And um, we wanted to uh, go through the process of, uh, of, of the facade and also the interior, interior work. Um, uh, at this point, what you've seen in your packages, it's basically uh, sort of renovating the storefront, just giving it a fresh paint. And there was some discussion about repairing the tile, keeping it, um, or any other options. And we just wanted to replicate what's on the bay, bay windows upstairs. So that that's that's what we came up with, which I think it's very attractive right now. Um, um, other than that, for the storefront is just the signage and changing the awning and new paintwork. Um, and as plate sign, uh, Kristen mentioned uh, what we need to change, maybe the size. Um, indeed, on that, I don't know if it's south elevation that has the sign. Um, there, There is a signage. We just wanted to, because there was a contrast with the new storefront paint, we just wanted to wrap it with with a little bit more area. I think it's about six or seven feet of, of white paint. And then adding another sign, which is indeed when you're coming down from Bridgeway and from Princess, it's a very, it's a good area to have uh, identification of the store. Um, and that could be either painted, you know, we haven't, you know, it's it's right now is a, is a, is a painted sign, so. So is, are you considering that part of your request? Because that, does that fit in with the square footage it's and all part, that? It's part of our package, yes. And that's been, is that been reviewed for, there's a, there's a sign determinant. By the, it's by the area of the uh, wall or whatever. Correct, and we left we left that uh, just to be, you know, reviewed and at, at the signage uh, pro, at the so signage. So you're trying stage. to see if it will, if it will be permitted sure. or recommended. That's right. That's okay, right. thank you. Yes. Um, and then on your blade sign, in the front, I'm having a little hard. I'm having a hard time understanding. I can see the illustrations and I know what the awning looks like. I agree with the shape looking a little modern. Uh, and I'm not going to give you total comments now, but I'm trying to set up my question. Can you help me understand this blade will go in front of the edge of that awning? Is that how this is supposed to work? It's, if it was hard for the, me to understand. can have the rendering. It's, it's on the, it's further up. So it's, it's on the white, the white box on the left. That's up on 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 the brick, um, let's say sign sign band. Well, that's the. Uh, I'm happy to take direction from you uh, if you'd like me to page up or page down. Just let me know. Yeah, just page. Um, Thank you, director. Uh, if we can zoom out, I can see what's going. Okay. Yes, uh, if you can go up. Exactly right, right kind of further down. That's it. On the left side, above the door that goes upstairs, there's the blade sign right there. 
if you can see. Do you have a do you have access to the mouse that's there? There's usually a little pointer. There's no mouse. Okay. Uh, it, we could. We, what we have done in past in-person meetings is had uh, yes, and had right. the applicant step up and point exactly. Okay. That'll work. Okay, thanks. Uh, okay. I think you've got a commissioner that can't see here very well. So you got, are you okay, Nate? Okay, thank you. So there's your blade sign and the other signage with the name, is that just, is that printed into the uh, awning? No, I'm not talking about that one yet. No. Yeah, can I? Okay. And has that been vetted for size, the awning? I did not include the wall size. Okay. So, I don't know if the, the recording can hear this, but staff has replied that the area that's been vetted is the awning and the blade sign for correctness with footage versus how large the signs could be. Thank you. Okay. Uh, and that will, is that printed on there? Okay. So it isn't like a band there. Okay. Okay. And it looks like from the narrative and from your illustration that you're proposing to do this in white, which contrasts with the brick. There's no changes to the man door size or anything else, correct? The man door is a little skinny one on the left. Mm -hmm. I know it's existing, it's historic. There's no change to that, okay. And then on your doors, um, the what is the material of the doors that you're proposing? Oh, is it metal? Okay. And, okay. Yeah, I don't know when that happened, but um, there wasn't always, okay. Um, I don't think I have any other questions, but we may have a couple as the other commissioners wanna ask. Do you have any other questions? Nate, do you have any questions? These are, this is question time.
this, uh, to be honest, you're obviously wrong, I think, in terms of applying properties and resources. So, so yes, not a no. However, I think um, one of the one of the items is probably the item that led us to this is the existing reacting items that are here on the base. Yes. And on the top, the bulkhead underneath the Those piles have been covered within late 70s and literally they're falling. They're falling out. And the were they permit, were they done with under a historic pr a preservation permit? That's, I yeah, guess that's my question. Yeah. We went back and only photos that we see it is early 80s where the time should have been. So this is a little informal because I want to ask the staff again as we're not, we won't take your time, but I think we can get an answer to this to expand on your answer. Um, the actual survey I noted in the staff report for the historic district was done in actually 1980 and accompanying each of these buildings had to be an individual assessment. If the work was done in the 70s, it would have been noted in that 1980s description. I don't know if that was able to be checked. That document's kind of scarce. I know they have it in the Historical Society. I wasn't able, the Historical Society is not open I know. very much, and yeah. I wasn't able to get in there during the times I work here. Um, but I, I want to make it clear that because they're remodeling the front facade, it triggers design review. Right. And before we can go to the Planning Commission with the design review, we need the Heritage Board to render this an appropriate approach to dealing with the historic facade of this building. Right now, the retail storefront's been altered and it is not historic material. So the idea is with historic preservation, how do we try to return this facade to a better appearance, an appearance and a material that is more in keeping with its historic character? And that's what I was driving this applicant towards. And that's what you're here tonight to determine whether or not you agree this is an appropriate re remodeling of that front facade that's more in character with the historic resource. Thank you. I would like to see a picture of what it looked like in 1890 something or other. I provided you a picture in the staff report. Staff report. There's some. Let's see if we maybe we can find those. Uh, what did that front facade? I, I would maybe, imagine. Let's, let's, let's see, see if we can find that. It's um, in the staff report. I'm, I'm, we'll I'm happy to. Okay. I'm happy to pull it up as well, Chair. Yeah. So here is one of the photos in the staff report. This is the next one's much clearer. Yeah, that, that's yes. a this is that was, the, that's a good one. The money shot. So you can see there used to be divided windows and a wood facade down in the bottom and open and glass transom windows above. Somebody in the 70s removed the upper band of transom windows and filled it in with tile. It did look like there was a little bit of a partition above the door that sort of replicates the the idea of a transom. So right with the new wood paneling, the the historic architect was quite pleased that they're at least bringing back material that's more in keeping with the character of the resource. Yeah, I meant specifically the door. The door is already it has a transom window above. It does 
it does give you the uh, representation of what was there. And just to be clear, um, let's go back to the one with the tiles. There's one good photograph that is in here somewhere we saw where you can actually see the sheen of the tiles. Is that in the uh, staff report chair? Or the plans. Or the plans, okay. Uh, the plans, he had a colored rendering with some close-up photographs of the I'm tile so, work. I'm sorry, I don't have the page numbers and stuff for you. It's kind of bouncing around everywhere. Let's see. Is it, is it these photos here? Yeah. 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 So in addition to the tiles that are down at the street level underneath the windows, yeah. And that's now covered by the awning. So you're going to, can you walk us through how you're going to make that uh, more wooden structure? So all of the tiles down here. Right. Uh, under the soffit here and up here at the bulkhead. Right. 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 And talk me through the the logic of the panel design since it's a void now when you take the tiles off. What are you doing with the panels? Are you trying to replicate something or? Well, we looked at the uh, the bases at the bottom mm -hmm. just to make sure that okay. That Thank you. That tiles we have other one or two the tiles. Yeah. But it's rather yeah. Thank you. Any other questions? I think that um, interesting is the paint scheme also, because if we look at the older photographs, it looks like it was monochromatic. And of course, if you look at the current situation, it it, it is not. It's a contrast between a off-white and a, I'll call it a lightly, uh, tan color <laughs> and what is being proposed is the opposite of what's there today from what I can read and so I I really don't understand why there hasn't been a paint analysis done if we're serious about this there should be an understanding of what the original colors were on both the windows and the trim and the soffits and so forth and not a guesswork on this, okay? So again, if we're relying on the Secretary of Interior's standards, we have to be serious about this and not speculate. And I see, you know, why is what's proposed better than what's there now in terms of the contrast, other than what you or the architect or whoever is choosing these colors thinks would be the best thing. I, this is a historic district, okay? If we were in San Francisco, we wouldn't even be having this conversation. You would have done much more work than this about this building and not be presenting an opinion. And I, frankly, Don't agree with opinions if we're talking about a building that's more than 120 years old, okay? And I don't agree with opinions about what the alternate facades of this building would be, including the pink. Who knows what that would have been before? 
and who chose that color. And since we're talking about a sign ordinance, you know, we can talk about three or four inches one way or the other on that sign projecting over the street. But the reality is what's being shown to us is <laughs> a major sign that is different from the historic district in total. Are you talking about the wall sign? None of the blank walls of any of the other historic buildings have done anything close to what is being proposed here. So I'm going to have some comments on that too. When we get there, are we finished with I discussions? No, I think we're on to what is being proposed here. We're asking the applicant questions and, and then- I'm asking him a question of where that came from. How's that? Fine. Believe me, I don't like argumentative conversations, but I don't like ideas that are put forward in our only historic overlay district, the only one we have right now, on an incredibly significant corner that almost every visitor will see. And I want it to be taken very seriously. And I don't understand how the decisions were made for the presentation we see right here. We are opening a retail store and retail stores. Um, oh, sorry, can you hear me? So it's, it's a retail store project and you know, the brand has a name and obviously it's it's in the interest of the business to um to promote that and and that that angle and that area um is a is a situation that that could be that could be a, um that could be used for so from a signage ordinance perspective, we go through this all the time with every jurisdiction and whether it can be allowed or not can be allowed, well, that's, a, that's a completely different issue and we can deal with that. From a historical and your point, I completely understand. And um, again, that's why we're here to hear your opinion, so. have another question Nate okay let's uh, see if we have any public comment I can't see the screen so seeing none sure okay thank you so we'll close public comment on this um, project and we'll bring it back up here and I'd like to remind the commissioners we have some findings in our packet because this is in the historic overlay district we have um, perhaps uh, more findings to make or, um, yeah, the number is, is higher than a regular historic um, structure. So the they're on page five of my, would we be able to put the findings up on the screen? Yeah, I'm happy to assist with that, yeah, sure. I think. I 
think it's important to be really clear about what we're looking at, what we're being asked to do, and what we put on the record. So. <clears throat> The findings are in the resolution, correct, Kristen? Okay, do we want to look at the complete findings or the staff report? Um, we can look at the resolution, actually. That's what we're being asked to approve. Very good. Uh, no, I disagree with that, Chair. We're not being asked to approve anything. <laughs> The recommends the commission hold a public hearing and after taking the plans and all written and oral information into consideration, the commission should provide a recommendation regarding the requested certificate of appropriateness. If, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> in the event the commission determines certificate should be recommended for approval, staff has draft prepared a draft resolution for approval. I would say we would move to the um, following page which says I would move that we continue the public hearing on this project until the hearing on April 20th and direct the applicant to prepare revisions in keeping with our discussion during the public hearing. Okay I think that we uh, each have an opportunity to give our opinion before but that I take that as yours thank you. Nate do you have any comments? Mm. I think I've already discussed this. Okay. Um, I'm going to go back to the, the findings that we're being asked to make. And I'm going to also go back to reminder that what this project... Madam Chair, I disagree with you. The staff did not ask us to make these findings unless we approved this. And I am saying I am moving that we continue this to the public hearing on April 20th and direct the applicant to prepare revisions in keeping with our discussion during the public hearing. I'm not at all approving. It's the very clear. Is there a second to David's motion? I'll second it. Okay, will you call the roll please? Uh, let me just have some discussion here. If you want to send this back for more this or that, we need to be very specific to this applicant about why we cannot make these findings. I think there is plenty on the record right now, actually. And no, we're not making findings for a continuance. We're asking them to direct the applicant to prepare revisions in keeping with the discussion during the public hearing. Would you like me to call roll chair? I would, please. Commissioner Berkowitz. Yes. Vice Chair Newman. Yes. Chair Nichols. No. And I'd like to go on the record that I am very clear in the understanding that this project before us is for the lower facade. There is nothing to do with the upper brick. We're being asked to make findings on the awning improvement, on the paint color, on the restoration of the tiles, which is what is, what is in our packet. And this is why I'm voting no. Um, I I think uh, the vote's been taken, but I want to be very clear about what I feel our responsibilities are and what we're being asked to do tonight. Thank you. Motion passes. Since we're all going to have a comment tonight, I would like to say that if we're going to 
be a historic preservation commission, we have to act like one. And if we're going to use findings that are associated with the Secretary of Interior standards, we have to understand what those are. And I think it's incredibly important for the future of the historic district itself, as well as the future of his, historic preservation in this community, that we get serious about this and not think that, excuse me, uh, <laughs> Mr. Director of Planning and Economic Development, that we need to be clear about what we're dealing with here in this commission. Do you understand what I'm saying, please? Yeah. I'm asking you a question. Is this is this a communication item, I Vice Chair? I can't hear you. It should be communication. Is, is this a communication item? Okay, then I'll reserve that question for a couple of minutes. Okay. Okay, um, after concluding the formal business items, we do move on to communications. Uh, David, if you would like to make your comments under this, we can include that, and then we will give staff an opportunity to give any comments. My concern is that I've been on this commission for seven years, and I'm sure Vicki will say that she's been on and off it for longer than me. But the reality is that I've seen a deterioration in the concern about historic preservation in the definition that the Secretary of Interior has and in the definition of our community code. And I think that we should be very careful, including what staff does or does not recommend to us in reference to what the overall effect of any of these projects could have in our community. I think we've all been witness to, and I will say personally embarrassed by some of the commentary that is in the San Francisco Chronicle lately about what is happening in our community. And I think that we need to understand that at least our little commission should at least stand for what it's been given as its charge and not be persuaded that somehow we are supposed to be a cheerleader for other interests in the community. So I'm making a statement tonight after seven years, I put in my time and I would like to understand that the staff is really understanding what we're about and what their charge is at least as I understand it and what I voted for years ago when we changed the direction of this place from the, this group, this committee from historic landmarks to a entitled historic preservation commission. I'm sorry to go on like this. I guess everybody feels a lot of pressure these days about competing interests but I really want to understand that what we are putting our time into and what I hope we can find some others would put their time into is sincerely about the objective of this commission. Understanding the planning commission can make some of the decisions beyond us, 
that's fine. And of course, I agreed to that as well when we voted for this several years ago. But I will not give up what I believe is our role in this community, which has a tremendous historic heritage. And we need to understand what it is, as we did over the last, God knows, 10 years to get the Historic Preservation Survey completed. And now we have to move forward with that understanding and not be swayed by the, mo the moment and what might seem to be some competing interest related to community development. And so I'm looking at you, Director, because I'm counting on you to be able to decipher the differences between planning and community development and economic development. And uh, our former commissioner, Mr. Warner, had whispered in my ears many times about that. And so I hope I'm representing his concerns as well. But thank you for listening to this. I don't mean it to be personal. I mean it to be part of the understanding that we have as colleagues in this community and trying to move us forward. Thank you. Okay, Nate, do you have any communications for us this evening? I do not. Okay. Um, would staff like to pass on any communications? Oh yeah, staff has communications for the commission this evening. Uh, first, just point um, as a separate communication item is that staff prefer to dig into these items um, outside of public meetings and public hearings. We are extremely accessible uh, and, and we are happy to make ourselves available to have lengthy discussions with any members of the commission as related to ways in which we may be able to improve our functioning and um, our service to the community. Additionally, I have a communication item regarding staffing. We recently hired a code enforcement officer, Mr. Paul Van Hook. He comes from Foster City, uh, where he formerly held the role of temporary code enforcement officer. He has experience providing both code enforcement and fire related services to multiple jurisdictions along the peninsula. And uh, we certainly look forward to working with him and building a stronger foundation for code enforcement that has uh, previously been set by some of our contracted staff in the last six months. So we're happy to have brought him on board and look forward to working with him. If commissioners have any specific code enforcement related items, uh, could be historic, could not. Um, he is the man to contact. He has a generic code enforcement officer email, officer at salsalito.gov. Um, next item of communication, this is regarding uh, incoming um, projects regarding the Ferry Landside presentation that has been requested by commissioners. Um, Director McGowan and I have had the opportunity to discuss scheduling once again, based on his availability. We uh, plan to place the item on the HPC regular meeting agenda on April 13th. Regarding historic context statement, uh, I was able to connect with Mr. Verplank and he has indicated he will be available to attend and present a summary of the historic context statement at the same upcoming meeting in April. Was that April 12th? 
I, if I misspoke regarding the day, um, I apologize. No, no, I, I didn't write it down. It's our regular day, the third Thursday? Correct. Okay, thank you. So Ferry Landing and Christopher coming on our... Oh, yeah. Great. It's gonna be a news. it's gonna be a fun meeting. Um, also, re regarding staffing from a high level, commissioners, uh, we we do have a number of open solicitations that are ongoing. Building official, community development technician, senior planner, associate planner. However, we have made a verbal offer um, for the position of assistant planner that has been verbally accepted. So code enforcement check, assistant planner, a hopeful, optimistic check, uh, and we plan to make additional progress with respect to personnel hiring in the coming months. Thank you, that does it for staff communications. Thank you, it sounds like you're making some progress there to get your force back up to speed. Thank you. Okay, anything else before we adjourn? Any other comments? Our next meeting is April, I believe it was the 12th that you said. It's the third, that doesn't seem right. I have I have April thirteenth on our website. Um, okay, and I believe that is the date. Okay, it's what what it said in our agenda item tonight was April twentieth, which would have normally been the third Thursday, but I think that there was some discussion previously about moving the our meeting up right to the thirteenth because of the planning commission's you're right i think we had changes in april and may is right, that still David? the same as at the thirteenth yeah. or the twentieth please i have the thirteenth currently right. listed on the website okay as the next meeting so does that affect the motion then for the applicant to come back you can just say at the next regularly scheduled meeting okay i think we made a motion to continue so um, it will be continued to the next regularly scheduled next meeting. Regular. Okay. Okay, but okay, but whatever you said in your motion is what goes. So, okay. All right. Anything? Anything else? Okay. I think we're adjourned at seven ten. Thank you. Thank everybody. you, commissioners.